Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Sends and Suffers podcast. I am your host, Mario Stanley, and today on episode two, you guys are going to hear Jenny Smith and I have a conversation about her recent trip to Waco, the Red River Gorge, uh, somewhere in Arkansas, cow, that just popped back in my head, and she's been to Rogers, so theoretically, before all of this happened, she was doing more rock climbing than most of us, which I'm a little jelly of. But, you know, I'd rather her be climbing or someone I know, just I, who actually, now that I think about it, I'd rather everyone, all of us, be getting on the rock more often than not. But I digress. Let's get into it. All right, Jenny, how are you today? I'm pretty good. How are you? I am officially think I'm getting a little stir crazy. Yeah. Finally. Uh, you know, I, yeah. I didn't run for the last like two days. Like I didn't just get outside for for a little bit. And I found myself today struggling just to run like mentally so much that I, and then I also felt like it went on me physically. And so I just, it was like when I finally came back to the house, I realized I was like, Oh, I need to do this more often. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like running for me, if I try to run two days in a row, the first day will feel really good. And then if I try to go the same distance the second day, I can't do it. Or I'm just like dragging ass the whole time. Are you, when you're running, are you like going for distance or going for speed or anything like that? Uh, I try lately. I've been trying to do like two miles ish, like anywhere between one and a half to two miles. If I'm trying to like run that day, like I'll I'll run around my block for like a warm up before I work out sometimes, and that's only like half mile. But yeah, like around two miles is a pretty good workout for me, I guess. Or, did you did you ever run on like swim team? I'm sorry, run on like cross country or anything like that? Or do you, I know you were on swim team. No, I, well, actually when I was really little, I was, but in like high school I did track, but I was a high jumper. So oh, that makes they sense. made us run the sprint workout. That makes not, perfect sense. Yeah. Not distance. Yeah. And I was only decent at it because I'm tall. <laughs> what do you do? Yeah. So, um, I am in graduate school for neuroscience. I'm working on my PhD right now at uh, UT Southwestern. Essentially what I do, I am a fourth year now, finishing up my fourth year. And right now I'm just analyzing data. So we do in vivo electrophysiology in rats, which basically means we implant electrodes into the brains of rats and record neural activity. And then while the animal's doing a memory task, I study learning and memory. And right now I'm just analyzing that neural activity to try to find interesting discovery. Is there anything like you guys are like particularly looking for? It's it kind of just like you see what whatever pops up. Um, Yes and no. In order to like explain it, it would be a, an entire like podcast by itself. <laughs> I mean, I'd like to ramble about it. All right, that's cool. To give a little backstory to everyone else, Jenny and I have been climbing partners. How long? I want to say like a year and a half. I feel like it's longer than that. By yeah, now. I mean, well, it's, I keep forgetting what month it is. <laughs> it's March. Yeah, it's that, almost April. That's fair. Wow. Is it April tomorrow? Yeah, it's April tomorrow. Oh my gosh, it's April Fool's Day tomorrow. And then the government's going to be like, just kidding. There's no virus. April Fool's. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the one thing that everyone's hoping for. Definitely not going to yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so where are you from? You're not from Texas. No, I am originally from Wisconsin, uh, born and raised. And uh, I don't really miss the winters. Uh, 
because Texas winters are really mild and awesome. But I went to school in Illinois and then wound up here for grad school. Because I was curious, has all your moves been school education related? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, my family moved around as a kid a lot and that wasn't education related. But yeah, hopefully my next move will be job related. And is there any particular job? Like what is your dream job that you want? Yeah. So I, there's a couple of routes that you can go after you get a PhD in neuroscience. And the most obvious one is into academia, like be a professor, have your own lab. But I, since I do a lot of big data analysis, I'm trying to go into data science. There's a, there's like a few programs that will fast track you um, to be like a data scientist out of like straight out of getting your PhD. So Hopefully that's the case. Okay. Well, I'm going to hope for that as well. You are, but you have two more years of school left or one more? It's up in the air. We, um, so for like biomedical science PhDs, there's really no set end date. It's just, you're done when you're done. And when your thesis committee says that you've contributed some unique and novel finding to science. So it takes about five and a half, six years. That's real. Okay. That's a real broad stroke, but okay. 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 So moving into rock climbing, because that is what we both do together. We have not been able to rock climb for what? Three, two weeks now? Three weeks now? Yeah. It just feels like forever, but yeah, it's only two, three weeks. Weird. Okay. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, uh, This podcast was birthed out of the idea of just wanting to share stories with my friends. And so the goal is to hear your send and yourself or your high and your low, whatever that is to you. But um, tell me, you went recently before all this went, you had recently gone to Waco, (laughs) Red, Arkansas. Am I missing anything? I mean, we went to Rogers Park a couple of times, but I mean, that pales in comparison to all of those other it's places. It's still so. rock climbing. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's true. Fair enough. So how are those trips? Really good. Really. Uh, I would say they're mostly learning trips. I had never been to the Red or Waco before. Um, I had been to Cowell, I think, once before. So, so yeah, it was all butt kicking and feeling very good and very bad at the same time. It was there. So obviously Waco is bouldering for those of you who don't know. And Red River Gorge is all rope climbing, trad climbing, sport climbing, just climbing on ropes. Was there one trip that you felt you learned more on than the other or had more opportunities to learn? Yeah, I think Waco, I learned the most about climbing and about like where I need to be for my own ability and like what I need to do to improve, I guess. Um, and also Cowell, I also, Cowell was a little bit of a a confidence boost too. So I I would say both of those trips, I learned a lot. Okay. Why, why was Cowell a confidence boost? And then what did you learn from Waco? Okay. Yeah. So Cowell, um, I went with my boyfriend, Jordan Brazier, um, and, uh, our friend Luke Skinner, and each of us had specific problems that we wanted to tick. The problem that I wanted to tick was Rings of Uranus, which is a V3. It, was, it wasn't like, oh, I, that's going to be limit for me. It was like, I should have sent this last time. And I was mad that I didn't. And I felt bad. So I need to send it type of thing. <laughs> and I did. But it took way longer than I thought. It took like probably 10, 15 tries. <laughs> okay. 
you think there's a particular reason for that? Like, I know for me personally, I've definitely done that. And then I walk out, get down off the boulder. Yeah. And I'm like, I should have done this third try. Yeah. Or it, I should have done yeah, this it last. Was really, there's just one move that I struggled on the year before. Like, I think it had been, it had been like a year and a half since I had been to Cal. It's like jugs pretty much the whole way. I think it's only like five moves of a boulder. It's only like 12 feet tall. But there's this really cool shallow dish feature around in a red that you kind of have to pistol squat off of. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell myself that it's harder for tall people. I'm six one. So, <laughs> but yeah, that you just have to like really basically pistol squat off your right foot. And like, while you're like holding onto the shallow dish feature and like really just like locking off, pulling in and like that one move and uh, just standing up really, this was hard for me. And it's hard to do it after the whole beginning part too. So once I finally got it, I was pretty psyched. So nice. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. What did you take away from the red? I was way out of shape for sport climbing, even though I thought I would be in shape. <laughs> I feel like for rope climbing, especially even, I don't care where it is. Like you have to be fit as almighty hell to be able to just be able to pull on yeah. moves, especially long routes. Yeah. Even, even running doubles with you in the gym, like, you know, for six months beforehand, like did not prepare me for that because I think part of it is just, I just don't really know how to climb outside. I haven't been climbing for that long and I haven't really been climbing outside for that long. Okay. Um, oh, sorry. That was my cat's feeder. <laughs> I mean, um, um, I mean, no, that's definitely a thing. Like, I definitely think there is a learning curve to climbing outdoors. And, you know, for each person, it's very different. I would say the biggest thing I think that people don't understand is like yeah. how to see holds per se. Yeah, I think that was it as well. Yeah, because I always tell people it's like a depth perception thing. Like, if you can just like imagine like looking at, I know this is really stupid, probably an example, but imagine seeing a bunch of different spoons laid out, teaspoons, tablespoons, each of them, their depth is shallow, the scoop in them. And like, that's kind of what I'm looking for when I see on a wall. And like, I feel like that's the only way to look yeah. for certain holds on certain routes. Some things are really obvious. And like, I think the harder the route is, I think the, yeah. the more obvious the line is sometimes too. The other thing that I learned at the red was um, I need to just like buckle down and climb overhang, like climb overhanging sport routes and like exclusively that because <laughs> then I'll be ready for the red. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So like I've played you plenty of times and I watch you climb overhanging routes. You can correct me if I'm wrong. I always feel like sometimes it's not an issue of like your endurance. It's sometimes it's like, I have yet to see you as bold on an overhanging rope route in Plano as I have seen you be bold on the tower. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I Because well, I feel a lot more comfortable when I can use, like, my feet underneath me. And I'm more comfortable on vert. Like, I feel more confident climbing. Like, I've sent harder routes on the tower than I have on the overhang. Like, I think the hardest I've sent on the overhang is, like, 11A. And I've sent, like, 12 or. Uh, but I, you keep your feet underneath you. I think it's portionally a mental thing. Of really? Yeah, I only say that because like, you, how often do you, let me ask you this, on the lead wall in Plano, how often do your feet actually slip out from underneath you comparison to you either getting pumped out <laughs> or just like, okay, I remember this rope burn story. Tell me the rope burn story again. No, no one else knows what it is, so. Okay. 
Now everyone knows that That's you just fine, showed me your ankle and a rope burn scar. So now you have to tell the story of why that oh, rope burn yeah. scar is there. Oh, well, it actually also ties into the red too. <laughs> so this is like a good segue. <laughs> so it was, it was right before, it was like the Thursday before we left for the red and we left like on a Friday or Saturday. And we, you, me and Malik were climbing at Plano and I was like trying my project on the tower. And I just like somehow got my leg tangled. I was on lead. Um, I got it tangled in the rope and I fell. I like my foot picked, I think it was like back flagging and my foot picked. And so it just got sandwiched between the uh, a draw and the rope as I fell. So it was held in place. I wasn't laying just, during this time, uh, was I? Uh, I think, you might've been yeah, actually. Okay. Either, either fair enough. Really. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But it didn't really even hurt. I didn't notice it until I got down. And then I was like, oh, yeah, that, that looks kind of weird. And it ended up, uh, so we left for the red. And then it just ended up getting infected. <laughs> and so I had to go to, like, Stanton Family Clinic in Stanton, Kentucky to get some antibiotics. And I remember and it not better. being healed by the time you got back. Like, yeah, yeah it was I do. pretty nasty. Yeah. But point being, though, I'm still going back to that. Like, maybe that's the one time your, thick, your foot has picked off. But other than that, like very rarely do you yeah. actually lose your feet underneath you on overhang. It's very rare. That's what I'm saying. Like I just throwing it out there. I think it's part. I think a big portion of it's mental. And I do feel like it's like it's like going back to school for the first time. People need to learn how to learn again. They have to practice, get into the practice of studying, getting all that. You have to teach yourself how to be bold on the wall. And I think, and I'm not saying that you haven't been. Like make no mistake. But you have definitely been getting bolder is definitely before all of this happened. I feel like you were doing trying harder moves, doing things that were like a little bit more risque for you. Uh, and I felt like you were really kind of getting into that mindset and getting comfortable with operating in that space. And I think that's one thing from a distance, because especially there when I wasn't able to get to the gym on time and it was, I'd walk in and Malik and you guys sessions and I'd be watching. Yeah. Hi. Oh. Okay. Who is this? Yeah. This is Pickle. Hi, Pickle. The cat. He's very hungry, so he likes to bother me. Yeah. Um. But so then your other question earlier was, what did I learn yeah. from Waco? Or so I'm trying to get the comparison of okay. the two. You told me in Cow it was just trying harder. So then, what is Waco to complete this trifecta? Well, Cal wasn't necessarily try harder. Cal just felt more like get stronger okay, shoulders. But, no, but also Cal was a win too. That was what it was too. Cause you sent your Cal. Yeah. Yeah. But then it also in Cal, it was a confidence boost because I worked out all the moves on this other boulder that I couldn't even touch the year or year and a half before. Was it? Uh, Libby. That thing's classic. Yeah. Which Jordan argues that I could have sent it that day. We had a, we had an argument about that, but. And then I worked out all the moves on a six that I, that I was like, I cannot believe I could even do this. So I don't know. So Waco takeaway, learn. Waco takeaway, power endurance and finger strength. And that's pretty much it. Like I, I must admit, I did get a little frustrated there, um, but it was just such an interesting environment. It was really cool. 
everyone gets their butt kicked there their first time I hear so. so what did you think of it overall I mean people hype it up as the mecca of all rock climbing in the south um did you guys stay in an airbnb did you guys stay on the rock ranch we stayed in an airbnb in el paso we had like a big crew of, uh, like mostly just setters and setter significant others from oh, nice. summit uh yeah so it was it was really fun um and yeah for the most part everyone kind of did their own thing like we went on a couple tours uh we went to north mountain a couple of times um but yeah it was just an experience i loved it i wish I could live out there but it's also it sucks knowing that the access is kind of crappy yeah um, it's kind of been that way for years kind of got to treat that place very gently and yeah do it. now what was the most memorable climb of the whole trip that I got yeah. on or yeah I mean what okay, okay what was your send in suffer of Waco okay my well my send was I, I sent nobody here gets out alive which is just a v2 but um so that's that still cool. a classic route. Um, yeah, it, yeah, it, it was, it was super fun, but we were warming up on it and, um, it was like two days before we had to leave. We did, we designated as the day that Jenny gets to choose where we go because it was Jordan and Luke had just sent their first V10 the, the day before. So it was like, okay, my turn. Nice. <laughs> we got on North right when we could, we were like, whatever it was, 10 or 11, when they started letting people in that didn't have reservations, the sky started getting like cloudy and we were like, no. And we looked at the forecast and it was like going to rain and like, you cannot climb or even after it's rained, it's big no, no. Yeah, don't climb on rocks after rain. Bad, bad. Yeah. Especially not Waco. Cause it, it'll break. Yeah. It's very fragile, but, um, but yeah, so we're warming up on nobody and I'm like, I built up in my head. I was like, I need to flash this, whatever. I didn't, <laughs> but I was like trying to warm up and I like, didn't get to warm up. Cause I'm like, Oh, it's going to rain. Like I'm not gonna be able to try this at all. It's going to rain. And so that was in my mind. I'm working on it. The part that I was falling at was uh, pulling the roof. Um, it was much smaller holds than I expected. But I, as soon as I sent it, it started sprinkling. And I was like, oh, my God, thank God. That is a very and glorious so moment to have. But also a very like that's like very bittersweet moment. Yeah. Yeah, because I was, wasn't in a good like, mindset. So I'm like bummed that like, oh, man, this was my day that I got to choose. And it's not even going to be a day of climbing because <laughs> uh. I really wanted to try T-Bone Shuffle up there, too. It's a very tall, friendly boulder. Oh, yeah. I haven't done that route in years. I forgot about that route. I need to actually yeah. sit down and look at my Waco guidebook. You're getting me psyched on that place, even though it's forever gone. I heard they just passed a, a quarantine rule in Waco. If you're not doing necessary, like if it is not an emergency or an essential travel service, they're like giving out thousand dollar tickets now. Wow. Good for them. Yeah. At this point, if you're not staying home, you should fine for it yeah i mean yeah essential services netflix is not running out anytime soon i'm sure people yeah. are getting through it yeah yeah plus isn't it kind of hot out there like it's well past the season no, i mean people climb all year round in waco i have no idea how they do it but there are people who climb all year round in waco yeah or like shaded spots it's still way 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 too hot in my opinion yeah let's ask the same question the red what was your send and what was your suffer of the red obviously the suffer was the suffer may have just been more fitness did you was there a route or anything particular that you sent and that you were super psyched on 
There, I only, I only actually sent one route <laughs> in the red. Um, it was like the 10 AB warmup at drive by. I didn't get to try breakfast burrito. I didn't get to try um, fire and brimstone or anything like that. It was very busy, but I did eventually, I, I worked my way up. I forget what the route was called. Uh, it was some 11 C actually in uh, chocolate factory. And it was just really overhanging. Okay. Like it was just a jug haul pretty much. And then I also put up draws and got to the top of this 11A called Toker, which is super classic. I wish I could have gone back and sent it, but by the time I got to get on it, it was sunset. And to be honest, I thought I wasn't going to be able to clean it in time before it got dark. So oh, awesome. When we were out there, Anna Lightning was out there too, um, trying, Ooh. I think, was it pure imagination? Something, something really friggin' hard, but um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like there and the mother load are basically where all the hard, hard routes are. I believe. Cool. I have never seen that wall. Really? I wanted to. The, uh, the drive there was actually kind of brutal. I wish I like, I want to go back and it was definitely like fun to drive and it was an experience and all that, but I want to be bougie enough to fly. <laughs> yeah, no, I have already determined that like, if I'm going to go to the red, I'm going to fly. Yeah. Like I will. I will pitch in extra for someone to come pick me up in the airport. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do that drive. It's one of those things where like, I would be willing to do that drive if I was going to be there for two weeks. Yeah. If I was going to be there for two weeks or a week and a half. Yeah. I would do the drive. We went for a week, but, which felt good. Like it was a good amount. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's fair. Uh, it's what a 10 hour drive. 14. Ooh. Yeah. That's long. Yeah. Ugh. So what do you guys have planned for the week? You guys doing anything exciting and besides hunkering down at your apartment? Yeah, uh, we don't really have anything planned uh, besides I'm working. Jordan and I, some of our friends are doing like 100 push-ups, 100 pull-ups, like almost every day. day. We're kind of like talking about it, like keeping each other like engaged, I guess. Like, accountable. <laughs> um, I'm okay, only doing 50-50 uh, because... I'm not very good at pull-ups, but I'm getting better over quarantine. So that's going to be a goal. I've got quarantine goals. Yeah, I was about to say, I think I think that's one thing that's going to happen. People are going to come out of this quarantine state either fit as almighty hell or the complete opposite. Yeah. Once I accepted that, like, we're not going to get to climb for who knows how long, I decided to, like, just accept that and start setting goals for myself on our little hangboard or, you know be able to do 10 pull-ups or now be able to do 15 pull-ups in a row, um, be able to yeah. hang for X amount of time on the eight mil that we have right now. I can hang for zero seconds on that. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely, my, uh, I think, so I gave myself two things. A lever nice. is what I want to be able to do. I'd like to be able to hold a lever. The longest I've ever done one is eight seconds. Nice. I can't even do that now. Uh, but this was, this was like yeah. 10 years ago. I could do a lever for eight seconds. I want to get back up to that. I would like to do, I think they call it a king's chair, but it's basically an L sit where you sit on the ground and you put your hands on the side of you and you push down and you hold yeah. yourself up. And what I would like to be able to do is hold myself up and move back and forth for like, 20 to 30 seconds oh. controlled smooth like okay these are two like low barrier goals that yeah. i think i can do over yeah. this time frame so sweet where can people find you online 
Uh, I pretty much only use Instagram, and I'm at Rosewood and Sage, and that's it.